0: Yes, our young king seemed to be growing into a wise and just ruler, the kind of king for which we had all been praying. I have never been as proud of someone in my entire life as I was of Richard during that time. Although most of the rebels escaped punishment, many had lost their lives, and some were executed. But the powerful nobility understood the message. The poll tax was repealed and was never raised again. Parliament gave up trying to set the wages, the landowners paid the peasants, and the lords began to treat the serfs with new respect. They gave more men their freedom, which turned out well for the lords. They learned that the freedmen worked even harder than they had as serfs. Yes, all of England slept well that night, despite the war and the ruined buildings throughout London, we had a good king, a king we could trust, a king who would take care of us all. But alas, that was not to be our destiny, and we would soon learn just how bad a king could become, a king who kept a secret that, at the time, seemed innocent enough, but would grow to consume not only the king, but the country as well. As for my folly— By now, of course, the guilt of my actions began to tickle the edges of my conscience. By the end of my tale, you will understand how one small, seemingly innocent decision can carry terrible consequences. Royal weddings are enchanted, magical affairs, and King Richard's wedding was no exception. The young king, at fifteen years— was as handsome a boy who ever married a fairy-tale princess. His long, golden hair framed a face so fair some may have mistaken it for a maiden's, but for the beginnings of a light beard sprouting on his chin. Of course, the young bride captured the heart of England as well as Richard's. Princess Anne was the sister of King Wenceslas of Bohemia, the Holy Roman Empire. The plans for the marriage of the two young monarchs had been secretly arranged among the queen mother, Simon de Burley, and Princess Anne's uncle, Persimislans. King Wenceslas, as king of the Holy Roman Empire, once a friend and ally to France for many years, caused all to assume the king's sister would marry the son of Charles V, the young crown prince of France. However, When King Wenceslas decided to support the Pope in Rome instead of Pope Clement in Avignon, France, their friendship and the wedding negotiations were halted. A marriage between Richard and Princess Anne was arranged instead, a marriage that would strengthen England in her war against France, as well as King Wenceslas and his cause to secure the seat of his holy eminence in Rome. Although many nobles were not happy at the high price Wenceslaus insisted England pay for his sister, they too agreed with the wisdom of the match. Richard's mother fussed and fretted over the royal visit, and had the entire castle of Shane in upheaval well before the princess arrived. She left nothing to chance, and even called on Lisette's assistance for menu selections for the feast that would take place upon her arrival. Lisette enjoyed being a part of it, and between the two, with the proficiency of generals preparing for battle, they soon had the festivities planned and their menu selected. Of course, Lisette had volunteered me to provide entertainment along with the musicians and the jugglers. Our young king grew more anxious with each passing day as he awaited the arrival of his future wife. He had yet to meet her. Although this was the woman who would share his reign and hopefully provide the much-needed heir for the kingdom, the decision had already been made, and his duty as king would be to see it through, regardless of his personal feelings. He visited me at the inn one evening, a rare occurrence these days. His visits were usually well announced and so well attended by his retinue that it was much simpler for him to summon me to the castle— Needless to say, I was surprised when he showed up alone, dressed in his old minstrel's cloak that now hung only to his knees and barely covered his elbows.